Welcome to the Ladies Who Lead podcast. I'm your host, SK Vaughn. This is a community of women supporting women. Each week, we'll hear from ordinary ladies doing extraordinary things. We'll cover topics like diversity and inclusion, gender pay gap, and respect in the workplace. We want to celebrate with you and hear stories of success and hard lessons learned. Whether you're a lady who leads in the boardroom or a lady who leads in your community, this is the place for you. So buckle up, girlfriend. Let's do this. So welcome, Lindsay Miller. I'm so excited that she's joining us here on the Ladies Who Lead podcast. Lindsay Miller is the marketing and events coordinator at Red Mountain Grace, a nonprofit that provides gracious housing for patients and families who are receiving long-term medical treatment in Birmingham, Alabama. She's a small town girl from Laurel, Mississippi with a soft spot for local entrepreneurship and community-focused collaboration. She was also a personal assistant to the HGTV design stars, Aaron and Ben Napier from the hit show, Hometown. Lindsay has a colorful side gig creating beautiful art, and most importantly, she's a dog mom to her precious Charlie. Welcome, Lindsay. We're so excited to have you. Hey, SK. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. So I'd like to start off with how are you surviving this week and how are you thriving this week? So I'll kick us off and go first while you're thinking through that. But for me this week, (laughs) I'm surviving. I've recently had two positions open for my marketing team, and I'm the marketing director. So I've been doing three jobs in the last three months, which has been really interesting and fun. And I've had four declines in the last couple of weeks for the two positions, which makes me start to really think like, what do I smell? Like what's going on? It also kind of reminds me of like that movie. He's just not that into you. Uh, I'm not sure if y'all have seen that, but that's kind of how I'm feeling these days, which is funny and exciting. I said that all in a joking way. Like, I think you kind of have to take things as they come. So I'm optimistic and I know it will find the right fit and the right person with that skill set. Um, excuse me, the two people with the right skill set, but you know, just feeling a little bit, um, like I'm surviving these last couple of weeks with those declines, um, how I'm thriving this week. So I recently moved into my new office not so long ago, and that's a huge win for me. Um, and, and I love just spaces in general being welcoming and inviting and, and creative. Um, so I've been working on some shelves that I've been painting outside on this beautiful spring day. Um, I'm a big believer in working in that beautiful space. And so just trying to create a place that I feel like um, is collaborative and exciting and allows me to do what I feel like I do best, which is marketing. So that's currently how I'm surviving and thriving this week. What about you, Lindsay? Oh my gosh. I was going to say, I totally uh, relate with the idea of doing multiple or wearing multiple hats all at once. And so uh, I'll be praying for you that you find the right, the right people to help you along. Um, Basically I am surviving this week. I actually moved uh, across the hill uh, in Birmingham. And so I'm going from living alone for four years to living with three other roommates and they're some of my best friends here in Birmingham um, and we're all single and 26 and so it's it's fun but like I said I think I think God is challenging me and it's it's really a work of humility in my heart to live with other people Um, but I'm honestly so excited Um, and so I would say I'm thriving I don't know if you know this about me SK but I really love to decorate and I can tell by your Instagram that you love to decorate too but I'm like a Pinterest queen. I'm constantly looking on there. And so to 
basically purge everything I own from like a one bedroom apartment to a small bedroom. And I mean, I went through everything in my house and just donated a lot of things or sold it on Facebook marketplace, which is an entirely different blessing. But, um, I have loved like putting the things that I actually love into my room and taking things out that don't match anymore and kind of just creating this atmosphere that one creates like a calming sense and then kind of represents like this new, I guess, stage of life that I'm moving into. And so that's been really fun to see it actually come to fruition and not just on my Pinterest board. So I'm just having a blast. It's, it's been really fun this week. So (laughs) I'm a big believer in uh, having a beautiful space. And I must say, RIP to that pink couch I saw on Facebook Marketplace that you were selling because Uh, I wanted an excuse to buy it from you so badly because I love it so much. So listen, that couch, I don't know why I find like sentimental things with certain furniture and that couch like kind of represents like my young professional like twenties and I just don't have room for it anymore, but I'm really happy it's sold. And so it'll go into a little girl's room, which is so funny because I love pink and everything in my house is pink. So I'm just one big little girl basically. Um, but yeah, <laughs> anyways, I, I will it. miss it. RIP to that couch. <laughs> RIP man. Ugh, I want it so badly, <laughs> but I'm glad that it found a great home. So that's all that matters. So switching gears a little bit, wanted to go into, um, you know, tell me about how you went from a small town girl from Laurel, Mississippi to pursuing a career in the nonprofit world. So I just to give you a little background about me. I grew up in Laurel, Mississippi. It's a small Southern town in uh, South Mississippi. We're close to the coast. Um, I grew up there and honestly, like I'm just being totally, just brutally honest. I wanted to move away as quickly as possible. Um, growing up there, I thought it was boring and that there wasn't much to do. I mean, you just go to school and then you go to Walmart, um, (laughs) or the, the local Sonic, um, all you small town folks will understand the Sonic, uh, craze. But so I was so excited to get out. And then I ended up going to a junior college, my first two years of college, um, Jones County junior college. I loved it. It was only 15 minutes away from my house, but I just, I mean, really kicked down the door and just dove into that community and it was wonderful. And then I transferred to the University of Mississippi um, and had a blast at Ole Miss. It was a wonderful time. And so coming off of this high of like, I have experienced all these new things, even though I hadn't left Mississippi, I mean, it felt like a different world. Um, And so I was just ready for this new adventure, this brand new I don't know, like kickoff to my young professional life. And I remember I had literally no options, like everything I applied for, or honestly, everything was so expensive coming out of college. I don't know if you had that same experience, but I was like, how do people move to New York right out of college? How do they move to Charleston or to Dallas or California? And I had so many people that I looked up to that I I thought were successful and they were moving off. And I was like, okay, what the heck? You know, like what's wrong with me? Why, why am I not getting these opportunities? And so I remember without any prompting, um, Aaron and Ben had actually started their hometown show, Aaron and Ben Napier. Um, they started their hometown show a few, I guess maybe a year before. 
And they always told me that, you know, whenever I graduate college, that they want me to come home and come work for them. And honestly, I'd kind of forgotten. And I remember they reached out to me and they're like, hey, listen, we've got this opportunity. We're, we're starting um, you know, this brand new season. We need a personal assistant. And then um, they also were starting a store and they needed a marketing person, which is what I majored in, marketing communications. And so I was like, man, like one, I don't want to move back to Laurel, but I do because I, that's like a dream job right out of college. And so I moved back and to my surprise, it was the best possible like situation. I, I got to transition out of this college phase and really just come into my own in this atmosphere of local entrepreneurship. Like it was just thriving there. There were so many creatives in Laurel. And so, I mean, like I really, and also let me tell you this, the rent was only like $200. So it was a pretty phenomenal gig, but it was a great place. Laurel is just one of those places that just attract creatives. I don't know what it is. It's just a small town and everybody knows each other, but there's just big dreams there. And so I say all this because to answer your question, how did I get to where I am now working for a nonprofit in Birmingham, Alabama? And it's nothing to do that Laurel wasn't satisfying. It was that the mission of the current nonprofit that I work for and the city of Birmingham was so compelling that I had to move here and start um, doing what I do now. I'm also from a small town, so I get the whole Sonic thing and also get, you know, you see everyone venturing out to do their own respective things across the country. And like, wow, like look at them and look what they're doing. And at times it can, hard, it can be hard not to have like comparative, like bias towards those situations, but just knowing like, you right. know, like in the interest in the timing of things, because I think that all works out the way it needs to. You know, speaking of your current role, can you explain to us a little bit more about what you're doing now and why you're so passionate about the work that Red Mountain Grace is doing for families going through really challenging times? Yeah, so I work for Red Mountain Grace um, as the marketing and events coordinator. And Red Mountain Grace is a nonprofit that provides housing for patients and families that are coming to Birmingham for long-term medical treatment. So we offer a safe, comfortable, and affordable apartment for just $10 a night, um, all within eight miles of the major medical hospitals here in Birmingham. And so what that does for a family that is maybe receiving cancer treatment or they're having a lung transplant, it's any diagnosis and any amount of family that can come stay. But what that does is basically relieves their financial burden um, if you think about how much it costs to stay at a, a hotel for one night in Birmingham, I mean, it's upwards of a hundred dollars or and more. Um, I mean, people can go into basically bankruptcy trying to one receive necessary medical care and they just need a place to stay. And so a lot of these families resort to staying in a, um, the hospital waiting rooms. We've had a lot of people that actually stay in their cars in the parking decks. Um, because they don't have anywhere to stay and they can't afford it. And they don't know about Red Mountain Grace or the other hospitality housing um, resources here in Birmingham. And so I'm obviously really passionate about it because I have a little experience with, I guess, the medical trauma of what comes with these certain situations that are usually very unexpected. 
So my dad actually had a brain injury when I was in ninth grade and um, it was very serious. He was not expected to make it. And he was airlifted to Jackson, Mississippi, to the major medical hospital there. And I remember that I had a family friend who actually took me in while my parents were gone and helped me go to school and kind of kept a, a normal routine for me during that time. And it was really challenging to be away from my parents, but my parents had a peace of mind that I was taken care of. And, you know, I, they did not get to experience what Red Mountain Grace had to offer. Um, my mom had to sleep in the hospital room with my dad on those really uncomfortable couches, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and so um, basically, you know, I, I experienced what it was like to not have this resource that Red Mountain Grace provides. And so um, obviously I'm from Mississippi where the hospitality state, and I know what hospitality means and I know what it can do um, and how it can help a family and especially um, a family stay together. I think that's most important, especially during those traumatic times that these families are going through. So my role, I just help, I, I like to call myself the hype man of Red Mountain Grace, um, except it's no hype, it's all real. Um, I, I just like to share our mission and I like to provide events that people can learn more and let people have chances to interact with our families and to show hospitality in their own special way. And so that's, that's kind of what I do. I facilitate all of the events and marketing campaigns. And so everything you see from the Red Mountain Grace Instagram and Facebook is from me. So it's a great gig and I love it so much. Awesome. Yeah. I think it's really cool what y'all are doing in the lives of others and really helping to serve others well and love on them in the toughest times. Um, I think we all could use people like that in our lives, no matter what you're going through, especially during crisis like that, um, to just have people who are surrounding you with support and a place to lay your head. I think that's so huge. Tell us a little bit about your side gig and what inspires you to continue to create. <laughs> so um, I kind of alluded to this before, but I really like decorating. Um, and this all started, I have, I have a painting business on the side. It's called Lindsay Miller Studio. It was originally good soil, if you've been around from the beginning. Um, and there's a reason why. But I have always loved decorating. And truthfully, like a lot of the artists that I love, I can't really afford. <laughs> and so I found out that I could one, just paint my own art. And it turned out that I was kind of okay at it. And I really enjoyed doing it. And so um, back in college, I started painting, but really um, it didn't come to full fruition until the last four years. And so I just create a lot of floral pieces, landscapes. I mean, they're all types of, they can be portraits of people, mostly from the back. And um, people love to do uh, keepsake photos. I do a lot of commissions, things like that. But kind of my signature is that everything is super colorful. I don't back away from um, bright, vibrant colors. And honestly, I know that a lot of my techniques go against color theory, but um, it's just fun. It's a great way to express myself and to also just kind of switch up my design or interior design um, in my room or my house. And it's a fun way to connect. Like I said, I'm very people oriented. So it's kind of fun just to see people interact with me and share what they love and try to make that come alive in their own home. And so 
one of the best things is getting texts or pictures of people um, that have hung my art in their house. And they're like, I look at this and it really makes me happy and just brightens my day. And so this little side gig has become kind of like my creation or creative flow out of me. I get to spread what I enjoy with others. And so it's really fun. (laughs) Yeah. You're being so humble right now because I'm seriously obsessed with all of your paintings. (laughs) So y'all need to check her out. And speaking of that, how can our listeners find your work? Yeah. So I don't have an official website yet, but I have Instagram and Facebook and you can just search at Lindsay Miller studio and it's L I N D S A Y. That's important. A Y and E Y are so different. Um, all you Lindsay's out there will understand that it's just an age old uh, debate that we have, but anyways, Lindsay Miller studio. And then if you want to shop some of my prints and original art that I put out there, just fresh, you can go to www.etsy.com slash shop slash Lindsay Miller studio. So you should be able to find me on Etsy and Instagram and Facebook. So check it out. Yeah, definitely. And I'm a huge fan of your work and I definitely have some ideas and some collaboration I'm hoping we can work on in the near future. Well, Um, I know you don't shy away from color because you rock the red lipstick so well. So (laughs) I've seen your pictures. You don't show. I respect it. I could not do it, but you rock it. (laughs) Well, thanks. Yes. I do love color Uh, for better or for worse. I do love color. Um, So explain to our listeners, you know, what was it like being the personal assistant for, you know, HGTV stars had been in in Aaron Napier? Let me just say this. A lot of people ask me, are they as nice as they are in real life as they are on TV? And the answer is they're so much kinder in person. Um, TV only reflects a certain aspect of people, I believe. And that doesn't matter who it is. Um, I mean, but they are incredible people first and foremost they're friends and I just really look up to them so much because they have always had this mantra that if you want to make something better then you really just got to get in there and do it um and so they have and they have this entire community with them as well they're they're very um aware that it's not just them that are making a difference in Laurel Mississippi and what's happening that renovation down there Um, but Aaron and Ben have this mantra that we all rise together. So it's not just us, it's, we want everyone to rise. And so working for them was a once in a lifetime experience. I got to basically be exposed to so much that I don't think I ever would have before, especially with the media industry, um, the TV industry, um, with HGTV. And so I got to talk to a lot of cool publishers and work with different magazines and help correspond with them and honestly like help them talk to their fans more that was so much fun they became famous pretty quickly but they have always remained true to who they are and they have their close-knit friends and family and they know they're they're true friends like they 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 pour into their community and they value that so much more. They value authenticity and they, they value uh, collaboration. And so even as like a 22 year old right out of college, I felt like I was really part of the team because I was, 
I felt like I was helping not just Aaron and Ben do, you know, their day-to-day life, but I was helping Laurel, my hometown, become something that we had never dreamed of or expected it to happen. We may have dreamed it before, but um, it it really felt like there was this, it's, it was much bigger than Aaron and Ben, and they know that too. Um, it was an entire town working together to make it come back alive. Um, and so it was, it's one of those experiences I look back and I'm like, you know, I may not be working there anymore, but I still feel like I'm a part of this team that's working to make Laurel better and encourage entrepreneurs to go for it. Um, whether it's a side gig as a, you know, a painter or your craftsman, a woodworker, like go for it. And I still feel that every single day. Um, and so I, I can't speak enough about them. I'm, I love them. They're really precious friends to me. So, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so cool. I mean, it's not every day that you get to work with an HGTV, you know, superstar, yeah. like you have gotten to do. So that's really cool. Especially like in the beginning as they were getting things started, really trying to help shape and, and figure out kind of that marketing strategy for them. I think that's really, really cool. Speaking of like community, what does community focused collaboration look like for you? And has there been a project recently um, that has just really given you so much life and so much fulfillment? Yeah. So my previous role with them as the marketing or marketing coordinator with Laura Mercantile and the personal assistant with Aaron and Ben, um, along with my current role at Red Mountain Grace, I mean, they're both focused on community. Um, we could not do in either role that I've had, do what we do without a group of people that are determined to work for a set goal. Um, in my current role, what community focused collaboration looks like is a group of volunteers that are willing to do anything and everything to extend hospitality to out of town folks who are coming for hospitality housing. Um, but I would say, across the board, collaboration looks like humility. It looks like putting away self-interest for a common goal. And I've seen the purest forms of this um, usually happen when they're God-centered as well. I'm a Christian, I'm a person of faith, and I just see the the fulfillment that comes from seeing God glorified in everything that we do. And so I would say the most recent project was actually yesterday. Um, Red Mountain Grace had a serve day and we call it our spring cleaning day. And it's where, uh, I mean, there was 30, 40 new volunteers that I had never spoken to that came out to our um, three of our 18 apartments and we repainted things, repainted all the apartments. We freshened up everything, stocked the apartments with essential supplies. And there was just this camaraderie with, hey, this is bigger than us. And we may not ever see the fruit of what we've accomplished today. We may never know the people that enjoy this apartment um, or really said, hey, I really like this paint color. <laughs> but we know that it is ultimately leading towards um, the glorification of God um, in the way that 
you know, we, we just treat people well. We extend hospitality and love them in small ways. Um, and I, just to kind of give an overall answer to that, too, is the little things are really what make the difference. No matter what project it is, I found that when Susie is doing, you know, this, this small part of the project and Karen is doing this and SK is doing this, um, we are all contributing to something bigger and um, it, it matters. It matters and it makes a huge difference. Um, and that's kind of my encouragement to everyone listening, especially if you're a young professional or a young woman who feels like things just aren't working out the way that I thought they were. I thought my life would look a lot differently at this point. Um, just know that things truly do work in a perfect way. Like God doesn't fail. He, he has a truly a beautiful plan. Um, it is perfect providence. I just, I wish I would have known that as a young person, um, kind of realizing you can try to control and configure everything that happens, but look for the opportunities, look for the little things that you can do in today. And I think, as I was saying in our previous question was every little thing moves towards the bigger goal. Um, and I found that it never hurts to serve someone, um, each day. Like those little acts of service really go a long way. So how do you define success in life um, and in work? I mean, everyone has a different measure for success. So I always like to kind of hear different perspectives. So this question is tricky because I feel like there's two answers. One, I think the world likes to define success um, a certain way. I think it's very self-interested sometimes, or we can look at success and say, you know, how can I measure how well I'm doing against others? And how well can I measure like, you know, I'm doing against myself or my expectations for myself. But honestly, I just like to kind of wipe that clean and just say this past year has really taught me that it has nothing really to do or my version of success has nothing to do with how well I do anymore. And I think it's just because um, God has radically changed my heart and given me a heart for service and for others that I had not previously had to the extent that I have now. But I believe that success to me and I, I believe to God is what we can do for others. And it's, you know, putting others above yourself. And so the way that I measure my success every day is did I only think about me today Did I only was, I only concerned about what Lindsay can get out of people. Um, and so I, I feel like every day I just have to, to measure that and to look at my heart and see what are my motivations for things. Does this mean that you can't be um, opportunistic in a way that, you know, you look for ways to further your, your career or your relationships? No, absolutely not. I totally believe in being um, persistent and looking for ways to do that. But I don't know, I, I guess I, I'm more, I want to be, what can I do for others? Um, and Aaron and Ben honestly kind of taught me that was, you know, they, they poured so much into me as a young professional and 
they always told me, they said, listen, we would not be here if we had not had people that were pouring into us and who believed in us too. And so I kind of just want to do that for other people now. Um, and it's, it's really actually been more um, effective when I'm less self-focused and more others focused. It's been more effective for my career um, and it's been more fruitful. And I would say my personal ministry to others. So, but yeah, it's just kind of what I've learned over the past year. That's awesome. That's really cool that you've kind of figured that out for yourself. Um, I think that's really neat. So what do you feel like is next for you? Honestly, kind of don't make plans anymore. <laughs> I, I mean, you can make small plans, um, but it's really just what doors open. Um, I would really love to expand uh, Lindsay Miller studio. I would love to, my dream is to be an anthropology or to have store things that carry my things uh, or my products. I would really like to get into home decor eventually. Um, I think that would be so fun and that would be just a blast and even a way to like um, incorporate what I've learned through Red Mountain Grace or through my experience with hometown. It could be so cool to, I guess, do one big collaboration. Um, maybe even have a store in a few years. I mean, that's like a decade away, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's really just like a wide range of possibilities and I'm up for anything. I'll say yes to almost any opportunity because I just think, why not? If you have time, why not give it to others? And why not um, maybe even have a chance to meet the right person that'll, you know, open up a door for you. So that's kind of my mentality. I love it. That's so great. So now it's time for the leading ladies. We love rapid fire game. Woohoo. Okay. So this is a quick rapid fire game, but I'm going to list a couple of adjectives that, you know, I want you to shout out the first lady that comes to mind um, and give us a little bit of an understanding of who they are. Um, and this is all about women empowering other women and supporting one another. So are you ready for this? I think so. All right, let's <laughs> we'll do see. it. Let's do it. All right. So creative. Erin Napier. I know that's probably cheating, but yeah, that's my first thought. <laughs> all right. Successful. I would say Callie Priest. She is uh, the, the president of the board of directors for Red Mountain Grace. And she's who I aspire to be. She is just this boss lady, but also so uh, humble and gracious and kind. But if you want something done, you want her to do it. So that's awesome. The next word is passionate. I would say Summer Deloach is my best friend from college. We're both the same age, but she has this passion for life that I think that we we feed off of each other. And so she's just one of those people I can look to and be like, hey, do you want to move to London? And she'd be like, let's do it. Like, let, <laughs> you need to know that you can call her and she's the one that'll be down for anything. The next word is real. So there's another podcaster. Um, her name's Allie Beth Stuckey. And I really love her podcast because she is real in a way that she doesn't pander to anyone's thoughts or opinions of her. She just wants to base everything on truth and reality. And so I just love listening to her. And even if I disagree with her, I feel like I can still learn a lot from her perspective and the way that she um, 
incorporates uh, God's word into her perspective as well. The next word is encouraging. My first thought is there's a mentor of mine. Her name is April McCraney, and she was actually the one that got me to move to Birmingham. She would not give up on me. I mean, I tried every reason kind of not to move to Birmingham or to like put it off because it was kind of scary. And she was the one that was like, Lindsay, you were made for Birmingham. You've got to come here. Like there's so much possibility here. And so you just need those people in your life that aren't afraid of like pushing a little, little, you know, too much to push you to what you need to be and who you need to be. So. I really love her. That's awesome. Well, that ends our Leading Ladies We Love game. Um, I just appreciate (laughs) your time and just all of your wisdom and that you pour into just kind of your life experiences and where you feel like God's leading you. I think that's really just a testament to who you are. So for our listeners, um, how can they connect with you? What's your shameless plug? Listen, I love meeting new friends. Please follow me either on my Instagram or Facebook at Lindsay Miller Studio. Um, And then my personal account is Hello Lindsay Miller. So just give me a shout. I would love to talk more to you about Red Mountain Grace, um, extending hospitality in Birmingham, Alabama, or just creating beautiful things and learning how to be a young entrepreneur in a very competitive world and not being, um, I guess, scared of stepping out and doing something that you've always wanted to do. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. It's a pleasure to get to speak with you today. You were wonderful. Thanks, SK. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ladies Who Lead podcast. Guess what? Yes, we have a giveaway. That's right. You heard it. We have a $50 giveaway to Lululemon. All you have to do is three simple steps, right? Follow us on Instagram at the ladies who lead all one word, then tag three friends and then share to your stories. That's all you have to do. Now you can work out in style until next time. I'm SK Vaughn.